0: You're listening to the 2BD Podcast with RT2. I got a great conversation coming up, just talking about some real stuff. So um, stay tuned. And as always, what comes next is to be determined. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for uh, tuning in to another episode of the 2BD Podcast. Um, this episode, we're gonna do things a little differently. I have a very, very, very special guest this time. Um, she's sweet. She's supportive. She's always been there since I can remember. <laughs> um, and this is my big sister, Taylor.
1: Hello. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you? It's been a it's been a long weekend, but
1: it has. It has. But I'm good. We're all good.
0: That's great um so yeah we're gonna do things a little differently this time it's not gonna be a traditional interview um i know with some of my more recent episodes um a lot of them have been solo episodes almost just the inner ramblings of my head so i'm kind of looking to transition to see where this podcast goes this is going to be more of just a conversation just a what's up and how are things going so uh As always with the 2BD podcast, whenever there's a new guest, we always start out with two things to show almost like their growth, their journey as a person and how things have changed. So the first question is always, what did you want to be when you were a kid?
1: Oh, um, the first thing I ever remember wanting to do was fashion design. But then as I got older, it transitioned into pharmacist. And then after I graduated from undergrad with my biology degree, I worked in a pharmacy and quickly decided that wasn't it. <laughs> so right now I'm just floating some ideas around, but um, when I was a kid, it was mostly fashion designer and then pharmacist.
0: So. And um, is there any current aspiration of continuing with fashion designing whatsoever?
1: Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not fashion is not my thing I like clothes and I have too much clothes but I wouldn't say fashion is necessarily
0: my thing and that's the biggest that's the biggest thing with this podcast I'm starting to learn with um, all the people that I talk to yeah there are some that sort of have the same trajectory that they started with but a lot of people when we're kids we're kids we it flips when we get older and it's it really is a brand new world um One of the reasons I wanted to have Taylor on the podcast and talk to her was just because how things are now with the pandemic and us being at home and all that. um, I feel as though our relationship as siblings has kind of changed. It's kind of grown more so Um, early on when we were kids, obviously, you know, Growing up, we play together, and we learn each other that way, and we're always there. Um, We live in the same household. We see each other all the time. Um, But as we got older, things kind of changed with that, and you weren't always right next to me, and I wasn't always right next to you. So with things being how they are now, and we're both at home and rarely going out and going places, we're sort of building on the relationship that we've had, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it's definitely a different relationship from playing together to now we're having, like, bigger conversations and deeper conversations. So that's been the biggest thing since we've gotten older.
0: Yeah. um, And uh, one of the things um, I didn't even think about it until recently was that when we were kids, obviously we would play together when we were younger, but as we got older, it was almost like steps that we kind of i don't want to say drifted apart but we went in different directions that's what happens in life but like from elementary we went to the same elementary school you were two grades ahead of me so it was always you'd go through these classes first and i would learn from you and see how things go when you go first to second to third grade all that then you go to middle school and i'm in elementary school by myself for a couple years until i transitioned over to middle school but then once we got older you went to a different high school you decided um that that's what suited what you wanted and um that was like the first part of us going in different directions
1: yeah i agree for sure um i decided to do like the the um the county tech institute so i did um i did more of like healthcare related uh classes and i had my my regular high school classes but it added on some, some healthcare college classes in there. So um, even though it was technically for a nursing program, it gave me a little bit of a background in healthcare because I knew that's where I wanted to go. Um, and even then I knew I liked pharmacy, but that wasn't a guarantee. So I wanted to have a nice rounded idea of the healthcare field before going to college.
0: And, like, obviously, when we were um, younger, I didn't really put that much thought into it. But, like, seeing now, do you feel, like, that you needed to make that change? Like, why, why was it that you didn't want to go to just the traditional Williamstown high school that was...
1: Um, I don't recall there really being anything too much that was holding me back and keeping me at Williamstown. Like, yeah, I had good friends there and, and everything, but... Williamstown was quite a bit bigger than GCIT, and it was, it was more appealing to me to go to a smaller high school, and it, it gave me better opportunities.
0: Hold on one second. Mother, we're recording a podcast. Dude,
1: we're recording a podcast. Are you guys taking this food to mom? One more time. We're recording a podcast right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I don't remember where we were. <laughs>
0: that's, that's very on par with um,
1: being at home. Um, oh, yeah. So it was better to be in a smaller high school, and I felt like it would give me better opportunities with sports as well. Um, I... Was always an athlete, um, but I felt like I had better opportunities sports wise at GCIT. And I do think that ended up being good for me. Um, I was able to make it onto all the teams that I wanted to make it on without um, the caliber play was just different. And I was okay with that. I thought it gave me better opportunities to showcase myself. Out of smaller schools, so those were the two biggest things is the healthcare aspect and
0: sports. Mm. Um, and like you said, you feel like it was better. Um, the field of play that you were in, um, now going from GCIT to then college, when you went to Alvernia, um, what made you go in that direction? What made you want to go to Alvernia and out of state and away from your baby brother?
1: Um, so Alvernia is quite, was quite different than what I had originally imagined for myself. I had imagined myself going to a big university a couple States away, not just the state next door, but as I got older, I realized I didn't want to be that far away from my family. I did want my own like space and, um, be able to do whatever I pleased, but, um, also close enough that my parents could get to me if they needed to or I could get home if I needed to. And, um, Pennsylvania was where I was recruited for the most schools. Like the most schools recruited me were in Pennsylvania and I wanted to do D3 and again small and I had done overnights at a couple of schools and ultimately I felt as though I got along better with the girls from Alvernia, So that was my, that kind of made my final decision for me.
0: Hmm. Um, and I think this was like early on with the high school thing, when she went to a different high school and I chose to stay um in town and go to Williamstown High School, um, there wasn't as much um, of a like, where's Taylor going on? Because the high school is a different phase. That's when you're almost learning yourself, you're focused on your own type of growth and who you're going to become and all that. So at high school, it was the high school experience. And you're, I was learning that myself personally. Um, but as we both got older and you left for college, um, I think myself personally, that kind of affected me in some ways because it was the first time where, like, yeah, you're going to a different school when you went to a different school in high school. But it's like, you're not here. And that was the first time me growing up um, I was in this household by myself. I was dealing with our parents by myself. <laughs> um, and I was sort of learning to become my own man without having you to look to or you to guide um, almost like what I should do and what I shouldn't do if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like when you went off to college, that was a really big change. obviously, it's a big change for you, and that's normally what you say, oh. It's my first year in college but it's like it, it it affected me a lot too because I no longer had you there and since I was born you've always been there
1: yeah and honestly I don't think I really thought too much about that either because like we already had like our own things when we were in high school because we did go to different high schools Um, and when I was going to college I was so like overwhelmed with all the new things that I was dealing with that I didn't realize how different it would be for you without me there. But I don't think I realized that until like I would visit and everyone's like, everyone would be like, Oh, you can tell he's excited that you're home. And like, that wasn't something that I had originally even thought about, but then you left me. So,
0: (laughs) um, what were some of the things like once you went off to college, because I don't think we've ever really talked about this. Um, what were some of your experiences? Because like when you went off to college, we, our relationship changed and we were almost our own persons. I don't think we've ever really talked about like, what are the things that you learned in college? What are some of the challenges you faced and all of that types of stuff?
1: Um. So, obviously, one of the biggest things was my school was a predominantly white college. And although being in Williamstown and GCIT, those were also predominantly white places, um, race was nothing that wasn't always something that I necessarily thought too much about. Um, Just because I feel like the people that I was around didn't think too much about it which is weird like in high school even in high school like the friends that I was friends with that was, wasn't was something that we necessarily talked about like I was close with them they were my friends we didn't think too much about race but that was something that um, I definitely started to realize at college um, obviously me playing a sport that is predominantly white also uh, made it so that the people that I was closest with Are white and I love them dearly they're my best friends but um, they didn't always understand what I was going through they still don't Um, I do I did meet a few uh, black and people of color friends in college but I wasn't around them as quite as much as I was around my white friends and it was just a different culture and it made me think about race more I won't say that I had a bad experience because that is definitely not the case but it was a little more obvious that I was a minority at Alvernia than it had been in previous years mm-hmm.
0: do you think it was it was like harder, or do you think it was more difficult being that because like you said, Alvernia was a predominantly white space, but um, even growing up in Williamstown, which is a predominantly white space um do you think it was it was a different experience because at the time when you're in college that's when you're becoming more cognizant of the things around you, and this is when you're learning all of this. Um. Definitely.
1: And I think that also the people coming from different places, um, that had to do with it too. So the white people that I was around at college were coming from different places and raised in different environments and the environments that my white friends here were raised in. So they handled things differently than they t- tend to do in Williamstown or in GCIT. Like I feel like they race was something that was thought about in other places. Almost. It's like people had already had experiences dealing with race. Whereas I never really had to deal with it too much. At home. I don't know if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. yeah it makes yeah. sense. Um, was it similar between you and the other black friends and the people of color um, that you met at school, did they have similar experiences? Did you almost like talk to them um, and confide with them with um, some of the things that you were experiencing? In?
1: Definitely, I um, I remember having, specifically I remember having a conversation with uh, my friends Akira and Yaz about how sometimes we wish that we had gone to an HBCU just so that we didn't feel quite as much of an outsider as we did at sometimes. Um, So it was nice to know that I wasn't the only one feeling that way.
0: Um, And similarly, or I should say not similarly, when I went to college, because actually, I'll get into that. Originally, (laughs) when I went to college, I didn't go straight to a four-year. I started at county college, which, again, that was another example of me staying close to home and my sister not being there with me so that was again and I'm not saying this has nothing to do with um, my parents or the way we were raised we were raised by great parents and um, having them around is in some ways a privilege because not everyone has that experience and not everyone has supportive parents around them um, that supports them in the choices that they make but um, being at home those extra two years that compiled that like compiled onto um one the separation from you that i had and it was also just you know after you graduate high school getting into that college experience for people that go to college is like that's the priority that's the next step Um, Mm I'm i've done my four years in um high school and i did all my elementary years i'm out of this house i'm gone um so for me that was that was something that Even though I made the choice to stay at home, it was like, in the back of my mind, it was like, how much longer do I have (laughs) to deal with this? Um, And when I went to County College, I tried to stay on top of my grades and all that, and I graduated as soon as I could. I only spent a year and a half at County um, to then go into um, the four-year school that I went to, to spend the last two years of school um, at Ramapo. And um, once I got there, my experience was similar to yours but also different than yours because rempo is very white mm-hmm. it's a very white school um but my experience um because my school had a black student union i don't know that yours did, not, no. did you have any type of um cultural not
1: not to my knowledge There very well could have been but it wasn't it wasn't something that um had a lot of outreach if so i i think if i remember correctly a year or two after i graduated they did get kind of like a club. Um, But while I was there, to my knowledge, there wasn't. Mm.
0: So once you got to Alvernia, most of your experience was you got there through softball. That's where you met your teammates, which became your friends. And that was almost your introduction into the social scene, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Mine was similar to that. Once I got to Ramapo, I joined the soccer team. um, And for the first couple of weeks, it was just, um, learning my teammates and interacting with them and all that, but once, um, I started to get adjusted into school, I think it was just one day out of the blue, one of the kids from the Black Student Union just pulled me aside and basically said, hey, this is a black kid I don't know, um, and this is a new semester, let me introduce myself and show them what, um, we have going on at school. which to me made all the difference of my experience at Ramfo. I don't know where I would be now if I didn't run into these groups of kids my first year there, even if it would have been something like a couple months later, how that would have changed my whole trajectory. Um, And that kind of really almost defined my college experience. I joined the Black Student Union um, and Brothers Making a Difference, which is, an organization under the Black Student Union and for the first time I think that was really the first interaction that I had with um, large groups of black people in my life other than growing up with family really Um, going to Williamstown of course it's a very white area and all that and um, other than um, in high school playing sports um, and coming around just black people like that whether it be um, on the track team and stuff like that but just Really engaging in day to day life experiences with other black people outside of my house that was the f- really the only real time that I had experienced that mm-hmm. and I think that kind of shaped the way that um, I saw things, it shaped the way that I thought about things and all of that, and it kind of Um, I don't know. I guess you could speak for how you feel as though that's influenced how you see me or how we are.
1: Um, I mean, like you said, so I went away for the four years and then when I came back, you were going away. So, um, there's a good six years there where we weren't really in contact like we had been in the, in previous years. So, um, all I know is after seeing you in college, you seemed more more confident, and you s- seemed to really have an idea of who you are and what kind of person you wanted to be moving forward. so i I don't know if that is because of the black student union or whether that is just you growing up. But that was the biggest change that I saw in you um, from when you were in high school, pretty much is you just, you're, you're a young man now. You're not, you know, the teenager that you were. So Mm -hmm. the shy teenager that you were, sorry, quiet teenager that you were.
0: Yeah. I think I always, I don't know why, but I tend to bounce back against the term shy because I never felt like I was really shy. Yeah,
1: I don't think you were shy. You just, if you didn't want to talk to someone, that was kind of it. Like, <laughs> you weren't interested in in conversing or being in situations that you didn't want to be in. So you just didn't talk, which, hey, that's your right.
0: <laughs> I don't think, and I think even now... Um, I think as I get older, I'm starting to realize it more. I don't think I'm a great small talker, mm-hmm. and I don't think my brain like wraps around things in that way. Just like you know, when you come across new people and just mentioning stuff like, "Hey, the weather, this, that, and the third in my brain is like, "Yeah, but we we both go outside, we right. both see the weather." Do we so have to have this conversation we, right now? What is he going to tell me about <laughs> the weather right. that I don't already <laughs> know? Um, so yeah. Um, I guess I did sort of almost like break out of what I was what I was used to or how I was used to seeing things once I got through um, school but we are going to take a brief little break um, for the sponsorships because you know gotta throw that little that little money in there but we will be right back with this episode of the 2BD podcast all right and we are back Once again, the 2BD podcast Um, and kind of where we left off, we both went off to school. And after we went to university for four years, now we're back home. Um, After we both came back home, my initial um, inkling in my brain was now I'm back home. I remember what things were like before (laughs) I (laughs) left here. So let me step here for a little bit and get right back out of here. And that was kind of what I wanted to do. Um, My degree was in journalism, so I was always comfortable with the fact that I may be moving or reporting somewhere that's not where I stay. So the first thing in my mind was like, how can I get out of here? Can I get to New York City? Can I get to DC? Can I get somewhere that's not where I've been the rest of my 18 years when I was at home? so that was kind of where my mindset was. And it was, I was home for several months, but it was, it was touch and go. It was, I was physically here, but I wasn't mentally here. Would mm-hmm. you say that it's kind of,
1: yeah, you were definitely, you know, you were hitting the, the ground running, trying to get some interviews in and make sure you could get your way out, which, which, Hey, that's what, that's what most people do. Or that's most what most people want to do so yeah I agree
0: so um, I would say that yeah we were again back living in the same house but it wasn't how things are now and um, eventually once I did find a position up in North Jersey um, I was staying with relatives up there um, and that kind of became my next journey and I was up there for the most part I would come home every other weekend um but there was no um there was no building of a relationship or refining the relationship that we had really up until now where um with the pandemic um i'm back at home i'm not working in the office that i was working in i'm working from home and you've been home um all this time working um so with us both being home now, I'm starting to see um us almost like strengthening or not strengthening, but just building on all this lost time between us. Yeah. Would you say that's kind of
1: Yeah, I agree. Um I definitely think that, you know, this is the the most time we've spent in in the house together, so I do think that we're seeing each other a lot more and um we're having, we're being able to communicate a lot more than we were before. So yeah, I agree for
0: sure. And it almost like in some ways feels like back when we were younger, obviously we're not running around riding bikes and playing with the neighborhood kids, but it's like once I'm done my quote unquote schoolwork, um, my work, um, working from home and it gets to like four or five o'clock, that's when my sister comes home. So it's almost like Once we get out of school, it's like back to when we were kids. And it's like, obviously, it's not the same, but I'll go upstairs and I'll bother you when you're watching TV and just like little things like that. Is is that like similar to?
1: Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, like you said, um, we're not outside riding bikes, although we did do that one weekend where we were out uh, at the park, but um, and we don't have sports even like we did when we were in high school and middle school. So, um, yeah, we're definitely more more, spending more time together and, you know, getting on each other's nerves a little bit here and there, but that's okay. That's what siblings do. (laughs) That's what we're supposed to do.
0: I don't think we were ever really, like the way when I learn about other people's siblings or their brothers and sisters and it's like, we went through hell.
1: Going yeah, out. <laughs> it's like, like you guys really didn't like each other. Actually, is oh what you're saying. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we, for us, it was we spent so much time together that we'd get annoyed with each other, and we'd be away from we'd go to our respective space for a little bit, and then we'd be back like nothing really happened. Like it was never like a, like a, hell. I would say it was just you know we we were really close. And you know, with just like any relationship, if you're really close, there's times you're gonna bug each other, but we always got over it fairly quickly, so yeah, there right. was no like physical altercations or anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, like learning about some of you guys are crazy with your siblings yeah. and like running fight clubs in the house and stuff <laughs> like that. Like, that's wild to me. Yeah. Um, and even like our parents when mommy tells us stories oh yeah about her older siblings it's like
1: wow you guys didn't like each other actually is what you're telling me
0: right yeah it's almost like they were trying to kill each other like knock the ones off
1: and even daddy
0: yeah
1: saying you know uncle Aaron used to you know set booby traps to know if anyone was in his room stuff like that
0: that's (laughs) that's hilarious but um yeah, what are some what are some of the things you've I guess we'll go back and forth with this, what are or what is one thing you've noticed since we've both been home all this time about me that you never really noticed before?
1: Um, just really how passionate you are about about uh your career and not just your career, but making sure that you're You're in the know about things. Like I know for a fact that if there's something I don't know about, I can ask you about it. And even if you don't know, I feel like the way that you do your research, you're able to get to it easier and understand it easier than I would. So um, I just like your passion and your your ability to say, I don't know and do the research is is really commendable because not a lot of people are like that. Um, but I know that if there's something that I'm not sure how I feel about it, our our morals tend to line up pretty pretty much the same. Like we run pretty parallel on things. So I know if I'm not sure how I feel about something, I can ask you and kind of pick your brain about it to help me understand how I feel about something. So. You're just, you know, you're really in the now. You're really passionate.
0: Um, when you say that, are you referring to like the first thing that pops into my mind was recently when you asked about Doc Martens? Is that what?
1: You're... <laughs> yeah, that that one it was a little more trivial, but yeah, um, the Doc Martens thing. I wasn't sure if Doc Martens had like a shady past in in regards to race relations. Um, and I've always wanted Doc Martens, but I didn't want to support them if, you know, they didn't support black people. So, um, I had asked you (laughs) to pretty much let me know if you knew anything about it. And you did the research and got back to me within the hour.
0: So, (laughs) which spoiler alert, they, um, do have a shady path with race (laughs) relations, um, as you'll find a lot of these companies and corporations <laughs> do when you twist it and think about it a little bit. But um, they do have a little a little side connection to the, uh, the skinheads movement if you want to look deeper into that. But I'll just give you that little tidbit.
1: I will say it's not like on the surface. Like you definitely have to do a little bit of digging to find it, but
0: yeah. Well, yeah, since it may be a little bit of digging that you have to do, I'll give you a little TLDR. Um... Doc Martens were almost, like, adopted by the skinheads movement as, like, their weapon of choice, quote-unquote, and that was, I believe, the exact terminology that Doc Martens used in, like, a pamphlet that they would sell along with the boots that they had. It was, like, uh, our boots were famously um, the weapon of choice of the skinheads movement, um, and, um, they're, like, different colors that, um different color laces that people who buy Doc Martens can wear that symbolize different things um I can't recall I believe it's
1: white laces and red laces
0: those were both symbolizing white supremacy I can't remember I don't remember the colors obviously because I'm not in the know (laughs) so uh but yeah, if you if you do own a pair of Doc Martens, check what color laces you have. You might <laughs> want to look into that. Um, that may you might start to connect the dots there. Like you know what, my friends haven't been as receptive to, to, to what color are my laces. That, <laughs> might, that might have some sort of effect on that. But um, just just open that third eye. Watch out for Doc Martens. But um. Yeah. And um, I guess I would say one of the things that I've realized since I've been home and spending more time with you is that whether you come home, either whether it be a long day of work or a short day of work or you're in a great mood or you're in not a great mood, I've realized how true and authentic um, of a person you are. Um, And that's not to say that other people I know aren't as true and authentic which I guess they are to themselves but (laughs) in in so many words everything that flows through you the energy that you have and the energy that you give it's truly yourself I don't know if there's a better way to say (laughs) that but it's just like when you're showing um when you're feeling some type of way or this or that it's it's so deeply you, there's no like, there's no fronts that you put on, you don't put on any type of fakeness, it's 100% um, how you are throughout the day, and I know for some people that may be off-putting if you're not in the greatest of moods with other people, or you're not putting on a front for someone, um, but it's, it's authentic, and in a world of things that a lot of times are not authentic, Um, I think that's a great trait and something great to have. And I'm glad that someone who I hold so close, being my sister, that's someone who I can always understand where you're coming from and what's going on with you because you never know what's going on in someone's head. And if someone can basically um, let you know how things are right from the get-go, that that tells you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Um... I guess before we wrap up, um, I don't know. What did, where do we want to steer things next? I feel like this was a great, once again, being at home and I'm learning so much about us. And
1: yeah, I would say, you know, we not only that, but we've learned how different we are from our parents. Um, our parents are generally pretty open-minded people, but there's a lot of things that we butt heads on and, um, it's good to know that if I am butting heads <laughs> that you aren't far behind <laughs> to help me out because, you know, um, I do think that we're both very passionate about certain things and and not to say that our parents are wrong, they just have you know, they they grew up in a different generation they're
0: so born all the way in the
1: sixties. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're a little old. That's okay. Um, so I mean in a lot of ways they are they are better than some of the boomers that I see out there, <laughs> but, um, you know, there's a lot of things that we have to, you know, kind of tell them, Hey, that's not the way things are. That's not the way things sh- should be. You know, that might've been okay
0: mm-hmm. at,
1: at when you were our age, but you know, things have got to take a turn for the better and we have to start, you know, trying to empathize with other people. As much as they want us to empathize with us so we need to kind of see where other people are coming from a little more than we used to and Mm. be a little more politically correct than, (laughs) than what was acceptable before that's big facts
0: i would say that's something i'm starting to observe more is that while we're in this household and we're a team in this household um, There are different sides to this team and there are different perspectives and you know obviously um, our parents love each other and made the choice to be with one another so that's one sect of the team Mm -hmm. but um, I try to always have my sisters back when um, there's a discussion or there's something that um she feels passionately about and a lot of times that ends up um us being on one side and maybe them being on the other side but I think that's normal and I think that's healthy and I think that's and we get over it a great way um to handle things in a household and we get over it
1: we fairly quickly you know we might not talk to each other for a couple hours but we get over it eventually and you know we try our best. Everyone, I think, tries their best to see the other side's point. It doesn't always happen, but we, I think we always give it a good go, everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's life. Yeah. And that's, and that's another episode of the 2 Bitty Podcast. I want to thank all of you for joining. I want to thank my big sister for being here because I dragged her to my personal studio. Um, and I'm so grateful to have you here for many, many years to come.
1: Thank you for having me. I was a little nervous, but this was okay.
0: <laughs> Did okay. Thanks. Alright. Peace out, everyone.